Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your marketing BFF. Before today's episode, I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool dot click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks from marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools plus you get workshops seats, group work and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field so what are you waiting for no i mean it Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, everyone. If you are new to this podcast, we wanted to know something when we start this today. Jess is with me today for our monthly catch-up and check-in on social media and all the news. But before we even get into it, we just want everybody collectively as a community to go and watch Debug from Jason Momoa on Freebie. <laughs> now, Jess, like between Shinda's list and you know The Godfather, which level of awesomeness is this movie for you because you recommended it I haven't even watched it yet but I know it's going to be probably Oscar level it just missed it by a snag tell me more it's the deepest movie it's like Nietzsche level stuff this movie changed my life and it's the most complex confusing riddle I've ever seen and I I just because I had to go through it I really want everybody to go through it too and I want us to collectively ask Jason Momoa just why 
<laughs> I mean, it was 2014. So as we both speculated and you actually suggested, they're probably now trying to hide it. And Freebie was like, wait a second, this movie is still out in the world. Jason Momoa, now people love him. So let's bring him back up and see if that can actually be a forgiving factor. Apparently not. Apparently not. So, Listen. well... When I'm feeling depressed, I always watch a space movie. Space movies are my safe place. And Jay, I saw a space movie, Jason Momoa. I was like, amazing. And (laughs) Freezy gave me this. Oh, my God. I mean, there's another movie that is really, in my opinion, is is really bad. And let me see if I can find it. And I'm sorry, I'm going to stand by this. I don't know if you ever watched it. I think it's still on Prime. Is um. It's called The Assignment with Michelle Rodriguez and Sigourney Weaver. It's not a space movie, but everyone, it, it, it has got pearls in it. It's so confusing. It's so random. Now, Jess is going to... If you just look at also the screenshots, everyone, like if you go on, on a little rabbit hole, just the plot doesn't make sense. Anything, nothing makes sense. It's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. Mm. And I'm not going to spoil it again because the plot is absolutely insane. And I'm just like, there's Michelle Rodriguez, who I love. And there's Tigany Weaver. There's bloody replay in there. And I'm like, what are you doing? So, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's those right. things where you're like, people want to hide these movies, but we're going to find them because sadly the streaming platforms are like, well, we need to give people more options. So let's bring out, let's bring out the bad ones. Let's bring <laughs> out the questionable ones. I love that. Okay, so... My assignment for next month as we reconvene and everybody else listening, dear listeners, is to watch Debug and then we can have uh, kind of quick outtakes of uh, Debug at the beginning of the next episode and everybody else can share also with us (laughs) what their thoughts are. I just need to talk about it with someone, anyone, please. I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna run with it. I'm gonna be the one. So you and, and potentially all our listeners as well, because now <laughs> everybody's keen. You should, she suggested a drinking game as well. I don't drink, but I can. I could do it with any other drink of choice and potentially get like kombucha bloating from it. So I'm, I'm happy to do that. Mm-hmm. Every single time you cringe, you drink something, whatever it is. So yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about more more cringe, I was going to say. No, but um, <laughs> this month I was like, I was looking at things and to be honest, I, I know that places like TikTok and Instagram will always give me something to talk about regardless of what happens in life. But I found something interesting that came out a while back, obviously, but I think a lot of people have not realized it or they're not really using it to its potential. And there's a lot of platforms that are lengthening things. <laughs> this is the theme of the month, like lengthening things whether it is uh, captions, whether it is uh, time for stories, everything is lengthened these days. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of like go back to it, especially the first lengthening element, the first new feature is that TikTok did increase its description to quite a lot compared to what it used to be. 2,200 characters is a lot. And I really think it goes back to something else I want to talk about, which is TikTok becoming such a big search engine for so many people, which I find fascinating. So have you actually seen the difference? Have you tested captions in different ways? And what impact do you think is going to have as well? Because I found it really interesting for the platform. It is interesting for the platform. It's, I think as the platform's getting bigger, it, it needed, the users needed more characters so their audience could find them. Like there's only so much you could say in a short caption. I think some 
TikTok might have been getting some backlash because they people said they couldn't write really long captions. But on the on the platform itself, reading captions, long captions over videos is quite like difficult. So I think it might be good for SEO. I haven't noticed a difference yet, but um, I've, I've been, I tested it. I've done some long captions. I've even cop- started copy and pasting like my Instagram captions to TikTok and using the same content just to see like if it'd make any difference. <sighs> I mean, it's a good thing that we've got the extra captions. I just want them to make the reading of them a bit more user friendly. I agree. I think one of the things is that for me, what it sounds like, and I love that you mentioned a couple of points that make me think about it almost, it's more like the caption becomes a description on YouTube that when you decide to read it, it gives you more information or extra links and resources rather than the caption you would have on places like Instagram, for example. I think that to me is the mental difference. And you're right. If that is the aim, which sounds like it because TikTok appreciates that it's becoming a quick search engine. So you do it for SEO, that's great, but then you have to think about the user experience. And I agree, I think right now it just, it doesn't really encourage me to like, the first thing I will do instead of reading the full caption is actually look at the comments just because of how the platform is set up right now. So yeah, I agree. I think if it has to become something that you want users to do, it will have to look different. But I genuinely think TikTok this time thought about SEO first more than anything else, I think. Yeah, same. Which is kind I of mean, you could even just fill your caption with keywords if you wanted to. Like, like I don't know, like with Instagram, you know, you do, some people do like dots and then they have all their hashtags. So on TikTok, you can, it's recommended you use five to seven hashtags. Maybe I could try using, just putting keywords instead of hashtags in your content. But I just feel like when you get into that kind of stuff, that, it feels like a hack. And it feels like something that's going to help you. But um, part of me is like, it's just, just focus on the content. <laughs> you just need strong content out there. Don't worry so much about the keywords and the hashtags and the, how long your captions are going to be. If you're a small business owner, I just want you to focus on clear content. That's it. Worry about all that later. But if you've done that, you're like, my content's great. I'm doing great. Test out putting keywords in your captions. Test out writing long captions. See what works. I agree. I, th- I think it's, as you say, and I love that you mentioned this, it's all about the fact that they get the shiny object syndrome of a new hack. And to be honest, on TikTok, I think it's a bit less still because realistically speaking, you still get a bit more traction regardless. Whereas, yeah, I'm going back to Instagram. Sorry, everyone. I'm just like looping back in. But it's true. Like, uh, again, broken record, but you look at content and Insta gurus say, well, reach is going down again, et cetera, et cetera. And so obviously, I think also when there's a bit of lack of education or not knowing exactly where to get reliable information, then you're like, oh, what are the quick fixes that I can do? And as you say, Mm. okay, get your content seen. But I agree with you. If it doesn't speak to your audience, if it's not hyper relevant, if it doesn't actually kind of bring that value that they're looking for, you know, it will go so far. What I'm wondering about, and I will love your opinion talking about hashtags since we bridged it, is... I personally don't bother as much anymore with hashtags. I will be quite honest. I use them as keywords a bit with some of the content is a bit niche and maybe it's like it really helps kind of for the explore feed sake. It helps understanding what it is. But that's mainly why I use it, not even as much as heavy discoverability, but mainly as almost like the keyword effect. And I I still see a lot of people just talking about hashtags and people say don't even bother. Where do you stand by that personally? Because I genuinely think it's also about personal preference and actually like priorities 
So we could, I'll break it down by a platform. LinkedIn, I'm like, don't, don't even worry about hashtags. <laughs> don't even worry about them. They're not, they're not a thing on LinkedIn. Like, I see people use them. I've never seen any content for me come up via a hashtag. Even if I'm following one, I don't get prompts on my LinkedIn feed for hashtags. It's never helped any of my content or my clients' content on LinkedIn. Focus on making that connection and chatting with your target audience. That's the only thing I want you to focus on LinkedIn. On Instagram, it's so oversaturated with content, like using five hashtags, using 30 hashtags. This is this is how hashtags work on Instagram. So it starts with you making the content and putting a post on the platform. And then if that post performs well, then as in if your current audience already like it, and are like engaging with it, then the post will get more reach via the, I don't know what it's called, the stuff in the geo stuff in the in the photo in the actual post i don't know what that's called instagram um, look at the post and read it's it. like the, it's like a combination of geodata and metadata as well so it's like basically yeah. kind of how so, instagram kind of ranks the content or kind of like defines what the content yeah. is just to explain yeah so it will take it will take that information first and push it to people that are interested in it and then your hashtags will turn on and it will push it via the explore page. So it's like right at the end, but your content first has to get the approval of your current following. If they don't interact with it, now this isn't the same for reels, this is just posts. <laughs> if, you, if they don't interact with that post, then it won't go anywhere. So you don't even worry about your hashtags. It so if you're in the beginning phase, all I want you to do is focus on making your Instagram content work for your current following or and if it's not working, discover the following that it will work for, bring them to you and yada, yada, yada. And then you can think about hashtags. And when you do get there, now we're in, okay, I want to start utilizing hashtags. I use an app called Flick. It's the best app. I don't even have to think about hashtags anymore. I just put in words that are relevant to the post and relevant to my industry and who I'm trying to hit. And this algorithm does it all for me. So I highly recommend Flick for hashtag research. <laughs> I'm going on such a rant, but it's completely different for Reels because Reels has like a new, a different place it lives because your Reel can grow without a caption or hashtags. <laughs> and I don't particularly know how that works. But you can, I've seen people put Reels up and it just, they just soar through the algorithm. So I don't think hashtags make that big of a difference to reels. It, the content just has to be clear. And I think, it, again, it reads the metadata from the reel more than it does with caption and hashtag. I'm going to add actually a little point here. Um, we do have an article that goes through how the algorithm works, so to speak, where actually I broke down. There's more reasons that I've updated all the time based on some of the information that Instagram gave us. So I just want to kind of interject that to say, I'm going to put the link in the show notes if you want to read it, because obviously I'll keep it up to date. But based on what you said, which is all correct, it is also based on the metadata and different elements, because the reels actually have different elements to it. Like if you could break, break it down, yeah. there's the video itself, there's the audio. But honestly, the algorithm is slightly different now, but and slightly actually goes a long way. 
between the feed, the explore and reels. They are all different algorithms. They're the same little family. <laughs> Everyone, everybody's different, which is also why, again, as you say, it can be mind-boggling because it, the content will act differently or will be found or show up differently. So you're 100% right. Uh, and the reels one currently is the most complex for obvious reason because they're trying to push it. So, so yeah, I just wanted to interject and say we do have a little written guide that talks about currently where is it at this week. God knows. Do you know, I've just thought of, a, I've thought of a content idea you can do for marketing school to repurpose that blog into a reel talking about the algorithm. Go on. Have you seen, uh, what's that movie, Bruno? We don't talk about Bruno. You know the song, like, it's like family roundup. Have you seen that trend? Yeah. And you'd be like, this is Dolores. And then you could talk about the grid algorithm. This is the and talk about the other algorithm. It would be not an easy reel to make, but I think it would do really well. If you find the audio, send it to me, because I know which one it is, but I genuinely never come across it. I think I only saw it once, and so I can try and do a little last search, but if you do find it at some point, just send it to me. See, this I'll is find it in literally one second. <laughs> and then it's going to be <laughs> waiting for me in my little DM inbox. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> See, and then we come to TikTok and hashtags. Go on, go on. <laughs> little breath. I mean, if you wanted, I can add on, on, on Twitter as well afterwards and just kind of like bring it to town. Yeah, so you can please, do that. And then I, yeah, Twitter and Pinterest I'm going to do afterwards. So off we go. I'll leave you to TikTok in a second. So I'm just, I found the sound. So I'm DMing it to you now on all marketing school. Boom. There you go. <laughs> TikTok. So TikTok. This is how I use hashtags. And this is how I use hashtags for all of my clients. And it's working. Two of my clients went viral last week on TikTok and it's still working for Instagram as well. They, everyone's going, getting these amazing reach at the moment. It makes me very happy. I'm not, just to say, my page isn't, but my clients are doing great. So universe, whatever you're, whatever you're doing. TikTok and hashtags. I want you to always use three to five hashtags and think about Number one, dominating a hashtag. So the hashtag that I dominate on TikTok is social media coach UK. If you put that hashtag in, you, you'll see me everywhere. So it's a quite generic. It's a bit niche, but it's generic enough that I will show up in it because I use it in every single post. And then I use two hashtags that are for my target audience. So I use small business, sorry, small business and small biz UK. Because those, those are the people that I'm trying to attract to my content because they're going to get the most out of it. And then I put two more hashtags that are really specific to the piece of content that I'm putting out there. So it describes the content more, like a keyword. That's the hashtag secret for TikTok. Not so secret, secret. Okay, I pass me the ball, pass me the ball. Whoop. Okay, I got the ball, thanks. Um, so uh, for Twitter just because I wanted to kind of cover that as well. For Twitter, actually, there is really not necessarily rhyme or reason. However, there are some hashtags that are really useful for conversation building. Think about Ask Twitter if you actually do have a question or you want a recommendation. Think about a journal request if you're looking for PRs. So I genuinely say 
look at it almost in itself as a micro search engine or almost like as a micro recommendation tool when it comes to it. So it can be great if you are also recommending something. However, what I would say is that keywords are more important on Twitter because actually what Twitter does in the explore and also in your feed, it recommends things based on topics. So again, a bit like what Jess said about owning a hashtag. If you start owning some keywords, whether it's in your tweets or in your username and actually using them a lot, like I, I'm one of mine is reclaim your time and I talk a lot about productivity, then the productivity topic, for example, you will start showing up. So that's kind of how it works in two different ways. And Pinterest, I also wanted to add because it's the little underdog, which I still do love. And I use it probably more than most people, even for uh, paid as well, not just organic. That is really interesting. It's now a bit less prominent. However, Pinterest is also very good for discoverability on hashtags, just like caption keywords so or description keywords. So des- descriptions are very, very important for keyword research because Pinterest is a social sen- search engine instead of everybody else. It is literally a social search engine. However, hashtags is really interesting because they're still used to actually recommend in the search feed, but especially in desktop, it actually helps categorizing your content better. So there is a point in maybe having a couple, but even less than TikTok, I would say, is literally about having a couple of very, very almost category-based hashtags instead of thinking about super niche because remember, it's a search engine. So it's a bit like in Google, they will go and look for specific things. But at the end of the day, you almost want to be categorized into a wider sort of group because like Pinterest categorizes based on categories, not on specific things like paleo coconut energy balls. They're super specific. But if it was paleo food or paleo recipes, I know. Uh, (laughs) You can tell I'm hungry, but I'm always hungry. Um, So that's kind of how it works. So. I think, especially for Instagram and TikTok, it makes more sense to actually look at it in a more specific and detailed way from an hashtag perspective, even if Instagram has changed. Whereas for Twitter and Pinterest, for example, they tend to be a bit overlooked. But actually, when you look at them, they are different because of different intent in their platforms as well. So I hope we gave you a good roundup. I think we did great. I'm humble. And I want to say, I think we did excellent. What do you reckon? 100%. Slay. Slay. (laughs) You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. We made hashtag sexy. We can do that too, team. So really chuff with that. Now, talking about length, I have one more thing to talk about when it comes to length, which we, I genuinely think we talked about it before because it has happened. It's been released slowly for a while now. But I now I'm living with it a bit more. The Instagram stories that are under 60 seconds, sorry, over 60 seconds, obviously are still broken up. But anything that is above 15 and under 60 is now one beautiful story. And I'm living it a lot more because I do a lot of talking heads. um, And I do follow people that do a lot more talking heads. And if anything, it does encourage people to use captions, which I appreciate because I'll be honest, I often don't listen to that was actually happening. I just like to read. So I'm quite happy personally with it. And I know that some of my clients, some of our students like it because actually they can do like better groups of stories and use talking heads better I don't know what's your experience or what's your client's experience or if it's changed anything but what I know is that a lot of people that I talk to now use captions more because it's harder to just write a bit of an explanation of a whole minute of explaining things uh, when it comes to like just writing text overload but I don't know what what's your experience and what are your thoughts because now it's been out for a while for most people I think if a video isn't captioned, 
I literally can't hear it. <laughs> I literally can't hear it. It's like I, I, I will, my brain does not compute. I don't have the focus to sit and watch someone talking to camera if they don't have their captions on. Like I'm the kind of girl that watches Netflix with the captions on. Are you watching the new Lord of the Rings um, thing on Prime? No, I'm not. There's a need captions. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. I always turn it on. I can't keep up with it, Elvish. <laughs> I mean, if you did, I would be impressed, I'll be honest. <laughs> that would be another life skill. But, like, yes, slaying it in Elvish. To be honest, though, I am... Um, <laughs> I I am a second I am a second language obviously uh, English speaker which means I had captions when I came to this country because it helped me and also my husband is uh, partially mostly deaf as well so for us it's just the norm to have captions because it helps him and sometimes and he used to help me so I kind of use it a bit more has a little crutch these days but it really helps me making sure that I'm not losing anything so I agree I think a lot of people consume normal media with captions if they can because it can be easier so. I see where you're going with it. Please continue. But it's also, as good as it is for me and my selfish reasons, it's really good for content. When a piece of content, be it a story or a video, has captions on it, captions and the title, it makes a viewer go, oh, this person's got something to say. Because it's like an unconscious thing. they like, oh, they went to the effort to putting captions in a title they must be talking about something important captions it automatically makes you look smart I don't like everyone's smart but it makes me feel like oh this person's saying something that I really need to listen to they must be really smart with their captions when my captions don't work so sometimes the app will like have be buggy and it won't let me add captions I will take the time to write it out I really will because I want people to pause on my content and listen to what I'm saying and it's just, it helps retain, it helps people stay on your video longer, which helps the algorithm. Like my story views, since per, my personal story views, ha, well, used to be consistently around 100, 150. They spike whenever something's going on with my health because I'm really open about that. But since adding captions, my story views are now 250, 350 consistently. And I've got, again, I've got a really small following. But having those captions makes people stay on my videos longer, which means my stories are being pushed out to more people. I love that. These are actually excellent points. I'm going to reiterate a few that you didn't mention just because, again, I'm really strong about accessibility um, for, again, quite a few obvious reasons that I also mentioned. So I think that's another thing to bear in mind, accessibility. And also I remember literally when with Becca used to be our, our news co-host, we would like beg Instagram to release native captions because it took so long comparatively. So honestly, from an accessibility standpoint, it also helps people. I always said, obviously, everybody should take, as, as you're doing, proactive initiative and maybe write things down if needed. But we're all lazy. I love us. I love humans. But humans are lazy. So if you help us making things easier, then people are more likely to do it. And one final thing I also wanted to mention when it comes to captions, which I think is also great. I love that you mentioned also adding titles if needed. There's also something to be said about the fact that in an ideal world, for most video content, we'll be able to craft a hook at the beginning. Yeah, most, most of us will be able to start the video by saying something 
interesting or maybe like a bit thought provoking, but not every single time, especially in your stories, you're not thinking, okay, how can I prepare this? So whether it's the title, whether it's actually captioning so you can start reading, I think it gives people context. Like we talk about super fans or like the people that maybe used to watch your stories already anyway, they will probably still give you the benefit of the doubt and listen or watch. But for the newer people, they might be like, okay, what is this about? Is it actually relevant to me? So you're actually doing yourself a favor by setting the scene when you don't have the time or you're not thinking about creating a hook to start off with. That will be my other two points. So I think we give enough compelling reasons to start using captions, I believe. I just remembered what I wanted to bring to the table. <gasps> <Go on laughs> bring it to the table. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's, it's, it's in the realm of Instagram stories, but I completely agree with you, especially for accessibility. But also, like, for the people who are tired at the end of the day and watching your stories, give them captions. Give them. It's not it's one button. Write it out. Take a minute hard come on guys okay so have you this is my little thing that i learned and it might it might be it might be bullshit but i'm i'm i think it's real where have you ever had someone in your recently i've seen it a lot someone in your instagram stories with like a really weird name it's like almost made up like and it always has something about sex have you seen this have you seen like these things in your stories with no face and you don't know who they are it feels like bots and spam but they're watching your stories consistently like like consistent bots oh god now now i'm panicking okay if you can't see it on the if you are if you're listening and you can't see it then let me just say that they do look like bots because it's obviously not not person as well no face it looks know, look like at it bots. now um, so it's like online. look at your Instagram stories. I've I've seen it come up quite a lot, not just for me, but for a few of my circle as well. I have the same names or different names, but always like no face and really like provocative. <laughs> no, I only have. P- I'm going to look at also a marketing school one because maybe it's different. No, both of them are currently as it stands only people. <laughs> they look okay. like only they're people. Good. So I That's think. <laughs> Like, because we have like very small comparatively, so, I believe, as well. But that's interesting. So basically, allegedly, those are real people that are using. There's this website where you can view Instagram stories anonymously, and that's just the username the website generates for you. So it looks like a bot. That is so creepy, though. My my stories are open. Anybody can use it, apart from like the people, like the exes that I've blocked. But it's my so stories weird. are open. I know. Why? Why would you do? It's almost like even if you were competition, let's say, which is to me also mind-boggling. But who cares? I mean, obviously, you want to potentially look at who's viewing your stories, and you might go on a bit of a hunt. But what's the worst that can happen? That's literally what I'm like. Come on, people. Like it's I know. it's okay. I know. Wow. Well, I mean, that, I, I didn't expect the extra twist at the end. Interesting. I know. I know. That's, that's the twist. That's the, oh. So either I'm thinking it's either competition or this one guy, John. John, please stop. <laughs> please stop, John. John, if you're listening, it's okay. <laughs> you, can, you can watch the stories with your real user. We are fine. Jess is Honestly. fine with you. <laughs> It's, it's like cool. 
John is a lot less creepy right now. We called you out on a podcast. I'm sorry, but Jess, I think Jess is done with all of those done, random John. users. Especially because it means John's is watching about 10 times over. It's just coming back again and again and again. So, so it's a lot. That is brilliant. John, John, we're done. Right, now, now every single time I'm going to look at my stories, I'm going to look out for it, and I'm going to get it like free. Can you imagine how people are actually going to do it more just to spite? It's like, hello. <laughs> like, we know it's you, John. <laughs> so careful. <laughs> careful, because we know it's you. It's, like, it's almost like the Instagram version of trying to go on like Facebook or LinkedIn and look at people's stuff anonymously, making sure that they don't know that you view their profile. You know, I think yeah. Facebook now actually took it out as an option because it was well creepy. And you can like kind of quietly so go. But, but Instagram still does it a bit. Sorry, not Instagram. LinkedIn still does it a bit. And it's still a bit weird sometimes because it's like, you know, I maybe just want to look at what my friends are up to from a professional level. And you're like, ooh, it's so weird. So <laughs> thank you for kind of getting down that <laughs> memory lane as well. Um Names, I've got one more thing I wanted to share, actually, which is not based on this, but uh, I'm not sure I'm going to get back from it. (laughs) But it's based on what we talked about a bit today anyway, which is a piece of news from TechCrunch for the past month as well, which goes back to the beginning talking about discoverability and stuff. But it's got loads of stats, by the way, but it's really interesting to see the amount of news consumption that happens on social media these days. Again, it goes back to SEO and stuff too. But honestly, Facebook is still at the top, by the way. I just want people to know, uh, which is kind of not surprising just because of the amount of users, I think, and all the generations actually consume it there. YouTube is also really high. Instagram, surprisingly, is high as well, which for news consumption, I'm a, I'm a bit surprised, to be honest. And Twitter is fourth. Still, yes. Twitter is still fourth, which you kind of understand because it's very much breaking news. But as I mentioned at the beginning, briefly, TikTok is going up and up and up and is really, really interesting as well. So even for news consumption, that's where people are kind of kind of digesting their news. And I'm kind of wondering whether it's also because media companies are, are using, obviously, these tools a bit more to share pieces of news. But I think there's also an element of even other people and other users participating into it and so amplifying that. So I find it really interesting. I'm wondering whether you know, whether this is going to become the way and whether actually people are going to start jumping on some of these conversations just to actually kind of make the most of that exposure. I never thought about it this way, but, you know, newsjacking is a thing. Do you know what newsjacking is? Can you explain mm-hmm. to us or people that might be like, what is newsjacking? I was just about jacking? to say it. Yeah? I was like, it's a thing. It's a real thing. <clears throat> if you're on LinkedIn, you know what it is. It's where people jump on a trending piece of news and add their two cents. And then their two cents could potentially have a lot more reach because there's more eyes on the of the initial piece of news. So you come on and give your hot take and TikTok is all about hot takes. So, so I, can, yeah, I, can, I can definitely yeah. see how that could become also, it's almost like, again, taking the trends as well, but now thinking about a more topical way to do it. So I can genuinely see how, how this can become really common. I'm going to tell you my three top, accounts that do this really well or places do really well Ryanair on Twitter whoever is their social media manager they need a bloody race because it's always it's always on point and it's always so topical and it's Ryanair and you're like why but they're really good at it 
Another one that I can think of that actually surprisingly good for who they are is Aldi. There is a supermarket in the UK, so completely random, but they really make a lot of these pieces of news their own. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else on Instagram that does a really good job or somewhere else. Can you add one? Do you have one that you can think of, like a brand that jumps on a lot of trends? I really like Ryanair. Honestly, Ryanair is brilliant and Aldi, but I don't want to just talk about the Twitter ones because Twitter is a good place for these. Mm. Um, but there are definitely other ones as well that are quite on point. Oh, maybe I have a third one still for myself. Uh, oh, Chipotle is really good as well in different places. Chipotle is a really, really good one too. These are three B2, um, DTC brands that are really good. Can you think of anybody else or? Ryanair's TikTok's amazing. They don't really talk about news that much. They do jump on trends a lot. <laughs> uh, That's the thing. So good. Do you know what? I'm awful with the news. I I don't really consume it on my like phone, so it never comes up for me even news jacking. But I definitely agree. Like Ryanair is so good on TikTok. I love I love McDonald's Twitter, but they don't talk about news. They jump on like pop culture stuff quite a lot. I really mm. like McDonald's Twitter. Mm. I think it's also a reminder, and thank you for bringing it up too. It's also like a reminder that news jacking to me, because you're jumping into sometimes really, really specific topical conversation, is also something that when we talk about it to the students in the certification, I always say take that also with a pinch of salt because it is an art in itself. Because some of the topics, most of the topics, you need to be aware of the context, you need to make sure that it's relevant, you need to make sure that you can still fit in the conversation and obviously not being harmful to anyone. So like, because people get excited about the idea because you're like, actually, they can get a lot of eyeballs on it. But I'm like, yeah, but, you know, you still need to remember that it's, a lot of these are real conversations that are happening. And I think there has to be some sensitivity in it. In my, aside from, again, mm. the funny bits that Ryan there shares. But I think that's where you be, pick your battles a bit and choose what to talk about and how to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Look at us. I mean, we covered hashtags today, a lot of it. We talked about a bit of SEO in it. We talked about accessibility. We talked about Jason Momoa. Jason, if you're listening, we're still back at it. <laughs> I feel now there's another content idea for us, which is literally like a meme with this, just so that the listeners of the podcast can actually look at it and be like, yeah, yeah. If you, if you watch the movie, I really do a meme that says Jason Momoa, the original algorithm. Just watch the movie and then you'll get the joke. <laughs> that is brilliant. It's I wish so I'd that. Oh, God. I, I, I need to write it down because I'm definitely going to do that. Please watch I'm... it. Please, like, like, Jed, please. I need someone. Something. I will. I will. And again, listeners, like, Jess is also imploring you. So if you're listening today, it's your lucky day because you got a movie recommendation for tonight, even if it's a Monday. You know what? Monday, Monday movie club. Jess and Momoa debug, go and watch it. Now, if you want to tell us what you think about it, <laughs> just in case you feel inspired, you can drop us a message on any platform at Alt Marketing School or Alt Mark School on Twitter. What about yourself, Jess? If they have some hot takes on Jason for you, where should they go? That's, I don't want any other DMs apart from this movie. <laughs> just DM me on Instagram at jessica.sophia.bruno. Honestly, I want to know your thoughts. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> well, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Well, you will be in your eardrums next time. Until then, I really want to hear what you say. And yeah, we'll see you then. Class dismissed. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening. Head to allsmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.